So when your video goes viral, I have to say one of the worst things that you can do to yourself is stop posting. If your video goes viral, you don't need to sit and wait for it to die down and then post more. No, you should be just still posting. In fact, you should be posting more. Welcome to The Digital Dreamer, where we believe it's possible to escape the suffocating nine to five, achieve financial independence, have the freedom to do the things you love, and contribute to the greater good, all by being smart about digital marketing. Hi, everyone. I'm Abby. And I'm Kim. Welcome to episode four of the Digital Dreamer podcast. Today, we are talking about how to prepare for your first viral video. You know, everyone wants to go viral, but I think a lot of people don't know that there are things that you should be doing before you go viral to ensure success. Well, and I think people think it's going to be super easy or they think that once you go viral, it's going to happen repeatedly. What we're going to cover today is going to help people come up with a plan so that after that first time they go viral, you're more likely to get that to happen again. So Abby, what have you been up to? Well, I am seeing a movie tonight. I'm seeing Where the Crawdads Sing. It comes out. Well, I guess it technically comes out today, but these days I feel like movies, even though they come out on Fridays, you can see them like even on the Wednesday before sometimes. And it's like, why why do we say they come out on Friday then? I have not read the book. But I have been reading a lot of books recently. I just finished a book last night and then started a new one. If you know me, you know I've never, like since high school and college, I got really burned out with reading and I just haven't been a reader. But something about this summer, I just can't stop picking up books. I feel like summer is the perfect time to read books too. It is because you can just go sit outside or... Or if it's really hot outside, you can be like, well, I don't I don't need to go outside. I can just sit inside in my air conditioning and then read my book. What do you have going on this weekend? Well, so tomorrow night I am doing, it's called a Moonlight Bike Ride. It's a closed course. It's only 11 miles, but I'm going to do this little ride at 10 p.m. with my friends. And then they have Chris Cakes, which for people who aren't from around here, it's a place that they come and they'll bring their great big griddle and they just make hundreds and hundreds of pancakes at a time to feed a large group. So we have pancake midnight snack, midnight meal after we get done riding (laughs) our bikes. That sounds good. I I remember when they used to cater our neighborhood block parties, right? Oh yeah, they did. Yep. Yeah. I remember like some Easter, I was really scared of the Easter bunny that was at the block party. (laughs) <laughs> and I remembered that they were there because I was like terrified of the Easter bunny. And you guys made me go take a picture with the Easter bunny. Oh, um, oh, oh, okay. This is so off topic, but I also remember that you were kind of like on the committee for planning those things. And I had to go with you to pick up the Easter bunny costume. And I was scared of party city or whatever it was for like five years after that, because I thought those <laughs> costumes were so scary. That's so funny because I remember this Easter, different people who have young kids posting pictures of their kids' Easter bunny pictures. And it's always the toddler with their mouth wide open screaming. And you look at those Easter bunny faces and no wonder people cry. They are scary. They're, those they're are freaking horrible. scary. They're so scary because there were like Easter bunny heads and things like hanging from the ceiling wherever you get the costumes. Like I was terrified to go into that store again because I didn't want to see them. Yeah. So thinking of terrifying things. Oh my God. <laughs> oh no. Um, Top Gun. 
Do we like the little mustache trend that's coming out of Top Gun? So my friend Jordan has always had facial hair, but he's usually just had some stubble. He has decided that he needs a mustache. He saw Top Gun. He saw people loving Miles Teller. And he was like, well, maybe the girls will love me too if I if I get a mustache like that. And he's calling it hashtag Top Gun Summer. Ladies, what do you think? Are you liking this mustache trend? I've also been updating our Instagram. So follow us on Instagram at the Digital Dreamer Podcast to see updates on life and episodes. We're going to start doing some supplemental content to go along with what you see on the podcast or what you hear on the podcast. So you can vote on things like whether or not you think the Easter Bunny costumes are scary or give us feedback or ask questions about the episodes that you're listening to. So follow us at the Digital Dreamer Podcast, and we will incorporate some of what we talk about here and try to go a little bit deeper on on what we're talking about if we have questions from people. So Abby, let's get on to what's new on social media. We actually started our podcast with that segment, the first three episodes, And now we're thinking we might get rid of this because we know that a lot of these episodes are going to have a longer life. You're not necessarily listening to them in real time. And we don't want you to go, oh, well, they're going to start off talking by about what's new on social media. I'm going to skim past all that topic. We want you to listen to the whole podcast. We don't want you to skip over if it's old. So what we decided to do is not include that segment anymore. But if you want the latest on social media updates, our takes on those things, how to create a strategy around the new changes, because Instagram especially likes to mess with our lives weekly, follow us or become a member of our membership. We have a membership group. It's called Vision to Visibility Membership. And we go over the latest social media updates there, and we go deeper into content marketing strategies. So. That's where we're going to be sharing that from now on. All right. Now into the real talk here. What should you do before you go viral? And I think that's an interesting question because I think a lot of people don't know that there are things you want to have in place. I mean, if you're lucky, you luck into a viral video when you're first starting out. But there are things that once you go viral, if you don't have them in place, you're like, oh man, and you're kicking yourself. Oh, so. definitely. I, I think that a lot of people, when they first go viral, they've probably had a lot of videos not go viral. So when this one does, and usually it's a video that, usually how it works is a video that goes viral for you is one you were not expecting to go viral. And it just, it just does for whatever reason. And so you're like, wait, what? And you're not expecting it. So you weren't ready. So let's talk about a few things that you should have in place before you go viral so that you're better prepared. When you think about it, when you go viral, you probably want them to either A, buy something from you, B, follow you somewhere else, C, check out something else you have. You know, if you go viral and you don't have any way for them to get in touch with you elsewhere or check out some of your other stuff, you're losing out on not only potential followers elsewhere, but like potential sales, potential money. Right. When when I spoke at PodFest about how to use podcasting basically as the entry point of your funnel to have a private podcast, I, I talked about 
wherever it is that you're speaking, wherever it is that you're first engaging with somebody, that is the entry point of your funnel. And for people who aren't super into the marketing talk or talking about funnels seems intimidating, all we're talking about is this is the beginning of your relationship. You're starting to develop a relationship with somebody, with your potential client. So they found you on TikTok. So now your job is you're the host and you want to create an inviting experience for them. And you as the host are going to guide them. Just like if they were at your house for a party and you're like, okay, here's the drinks. Okay, here's the hors d'oeuvres. Now I'm going to introduce you to somebody to talk to so that you feel welcome. Same thing with your TikTok. Let's say you have a viral TikTok. You need to have in mind, what is that path? What is the customer journey? What is the path you want those people to take so that they will stay engaged with you and they will want to develop a relationship with you so they're ultimately a customer? Yes, you you are their guide. So first thing first, you want a good bio. You want your bio to explain who you are, what you do, what they can expect on your profile, and you want a good profile picture, something that clearly shows your face, maybe shows your personality. So taking my dinner party analogy one step further, you could say that the bio is kind of like the outside of your house. I'm in the street now in front of your house. I look up at the doorway and I'm checking your address. Do I have the right address? Does this place look like a place I want to walk into? Same thing with your bio. You look at the information on the bio. Who is this person? Do they talk about things I'm actually interested in? Or is this just a one hit wonder? Okay. And next thing that you want, and this is also about your bio, you want a link in your bio or a link tree. I usually think a link tree of some sort so that you can have several different things linked there. On Instagram, you can put a link in your bio whenever, but on TikTok, I don't think they've ever said a like a number, but I'm pretty sure it is 1,000 followers that you have to have before you can put a link in your bio. So if you don't have 1,000 followers yet, don't be discouraged. We will teach you some other ways that you can still lead your followers on this journey. But If you do have a 1,000 followers on TikTok or wherever and you're able to put a link in your bio, let's talk about some of the things that maybe should be in in your link in bio. So obviously, you need to be able to send them to a website or something that you want them to buy, and we can elaborate on those. But you need to have a way for them to contact you, like your email address. if, If a brand wanted to contact you, let's say that... Let's just pretend Macy's saw your home decor video and they just thought you were perfect. And they were like, their brand rep was like, we should reach out to her and send her some free products that she can put in her next home decor video. But they don't know how to contact you. Trust me when I say it's not, it's not that you, it's not that they no longer want to work with you. It's that they are not going to work that hard to figure out how to contact you. So that's why you need to have your email somewhere easily available so that whoever wants to contact you can. And you, if you don't want them having your personal email, you can make up an email that's like partnerships, like abbypeakpartnerships at gmail.com or something. And you have all those emails only going to that email address. If you do that though, remember to check the email because a brand isn't going to wait around for you a month later to decide you finally checked your email. I'll do you one better. When you set it up, go ahead and set it up in the settings so all those emails are automatically 
forwarded to an email address that you check. So I also want to think about what else do you look at? What else should go in that LinkedIn bio or Linktree or whatever brand you use? I think you should definitely have other relevant social media accounts linked. So your Instagram, um, your TikTok, your YouTube channel, if you have that. Yeah, I think knowing which other social media place you're at the most, you want to hopefully get them following you more than one because we know that all of these things are fickle and we don't know who is going to be the top dog from one month to the next. If you're an Amazon influencer too, you should definitely have your storefront linked in your bio too. And of course, I think you've probably gathered from the first couple of episodes, I am super big on collecting email addresses. So I would have some sort of a freebie in there, some something that is enticing enough that has value that they are willing to give you their email address in exchange for it. So whatever that is for your type of an industry. But I also think, you know, if if what you're doing is really super hot and like if you're catching on fire, I would have an idea in mind ahead of time of what can I sell? It doesn't have to be a big ticket thing, but what can you sell related to that? You know, maybe you're selling t-shirts or journals or hats or mugs. Maybe it's an ebook. Again, it would vary by industry, but have something. It doesn't have to be a huge thing, but have something in mind to sell. Capitalize. Be ready to capitalize on that moment. So moving on to the actual video that's going viral, you want to make sure that your video has a good caption. And you also want to make sure that you have a call to action somewhere in that video, either actually on the video at the very end in text or in the caption or in the comment section pinned to the top. So by call to action, I mean, check the link in my bio for, or if you liked this, do you have any other call to action ideas that you think would be? Just send them where you want them to go with, you know, if it's work to work with me or send this video to somebody who will find it funny or send this video to somebody who thinks who needs to hear this information or referring them back to the link in your bio if there's something you want them to buy. Kind of depends on the topic of your video, what your what your goals are for your overall marketing at the time. It kind of also affects what the CTA is. Do you post inconsistently, share content on a whim, or make it up as you go along? Or maybe you're posting based on trends or doing what everyone else is doing. If you're doing any of these things, your business is suffering as a result. Your business needs a consistent message and a consistent presence, not one based on things that pop into your head first thing in the morning. What if one simple change in your business unlocked engagement, trust, revenue, and the ability to live life on your terms? Ready for the secret? Savvy marketers plan their content. They don't leave things to chance. They don't chase shiny objects. And they aren't jumping from trend to trend, hoping to go viral. We can help you with this in our new course, Build Your Content Plan in a Weekend. Head over to our website, irisdigitalmediagroup.com slash content plan. So then as people start responding to your video, you're going popular, people are liking it, they're commenting. That means we also have to comment back. 
Yes. You want to respond to the comments. I know sometimes when you go viral, you want to like say, oh, I'm so cool. I'm going viral. I want to be one of those creators that like doesn't respond to comments. No, respond to the comments. Post response videos to the comments. If someone asks a question, use the video, the respond, especially on TikTok, the respond with a video feature and respond to their comment with a video. I know even on some of your videos that you have done, you have a lot of really fun tours of your New York apartment. You have a lot of videos about New York and people will leave snarky comments and you are really good at coming up with something appropriate to say back that seems kind and further engages them. But what do you think about when somebody's just there to be a jerk? Do we have to comment on those? What do we do to those? I don't think you have to comment on those. But one of those examples would be I posted, I was following a trend once that was like weird things in my American house that don't make sense. It was a trend. And somebody was like, good luck on the resale. And they were like being rude, trying to say like my house would never sell. And so I went out to our backyard, which has like a gorgeous custom pool and basically looks like a resort. And I filmed, I basically responded to the comment with the video and showed a video of the backyard with the gorgeous pool. And I said, thanks. We're not selling though. Smiley face. (laughs) I remember that one. Yeah. And that video got, that video itself got more likes than his comment did. All right. Yeah. Valid point. That's an extra, actually a really good point is that's a great way to respond and you can respond with humor and a video. And it's still still relevant to what the original video was about. People were wanting to look at the house and now they get to see an extra part that wasn't in the video. Yep. Yeah. I love all of that. Okay. We see what else as your video goes viral need to you like we just said, you can repost responses to people as videos. If you have a, if somebody gives you a question that requires a longer response, you can respond in video, and then that video has a chance to gain traction also, and it's related to the initial topic. And remember that when your video is going viral and people are going through the comments, because think about all the videos that after you watch on TikTok, you go through the comments also. Someone will be going through the comments afterward and they'll see you responding with videos to to all these people. And they're going to go click on those video responses because if they liked this video, they probably want to know more about whatever it is you were talking about. And so video responses are a great way for people to see more. And then I always go click on the ones that you can see are getting lots of comments underneath them. I go, oh gosh, this must be something super juicy. I need to check that out too. So yeah, that's another great tip. Another thing with people commenting is that a lot of people will be commenting stuff about, oh, can you post this kind of video next? Or um, can we see this? Or even sometimes if they post a question, you don't have to necessarily respond to that with a video. You can add it to a list if you think that it could be another entire video that you make like a whole production value type video, like your first viral video. If you don't want to do just a a, a simple response video, you could take and make a list of comments that people are leaving about what they want to see. The best way to know what you should be making next is 
what people are saying they want to see from you. Right. And you know, I'm always going to go old school marketing here, but this is classic social listening. If you want to know what you need to do next in your business, if you want to know what your own customers or followers want, you listen, you ask, you watch, you, and it doesn't even have to be, it doesn't even have to be your own videos. This is kind of a tangent here, but it doesn't even have to be your own video. If you see videos that are on a topic that you cover frequently, what kinds of questions are people asking on those? And then you can create content around those types of questions too, because social listening, it's all about finding out what your customer wants. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely look at creators that are similar to you and see what people are saying on their videos that they want to see. So when your video goes viral, I have to say one of the worst things that you can do to yourself is stop posting. If your video goes viral, you don't need to sit and wait for it to die down and then post more. No, you should be just still posting. In fact, you should be posting more now that your video is going viral. People want the content from you. People want the content from you. And I think that a lot of times, one, we get all excited because we have a viral video, but then two, you're busy You're busy with whatever it is you do during your real life. You're working, you're doing your job, you're serving your customers. And oh my gosh, I have a viral video. Now I need to ride that wave. I need to get more content out there. But when you're so busy with your day-to-day life, you're like, what the heck am I going to come up with? You don't have, maybe you don't have ideas that are top of mind. And so you need to plan ahead. You need to plan ahead for your success. And just as a general business rule, you should always have a content calendar and you should always have a long list of things you want to talk about and potential spins so that just in general, so you're always posting consistently, but if lightning strikes and you go viral, you want to be prepared so that you can get some new videos out there quickly without having to think about, oh, what am I going to post about? Yeah. And we'll talk about batching content in another episode, but this is another reason why batching content is so good because if you have a video that goes viral and you've batched content and you already have a giant save file, I guess, of potential content that's already created and ready to go, you're good to go. You have more content that you could be posting. Of course, after you go viral, you need to assess why the video went viral, what you did, what people liked about it, so that you can continue to ride this wave because no, no, your account does not have to become simply the thing that you went viral because of. But you do want to take advantage of the fact that this video went viral. So you should start making more videos that are similar to that one, similar topics. Or And an easy way to do that is you could do a part two and a part three and a part four if your original idea warrants that. Or if the types of questions, a lot of times the questions will come in. It's like, spill the tea, give me the background. I want to know this. And you can make those as different parts of your series. And then do you just make sure that you label that clearly on the cover so that people know that it's part of that series? Or what do people need to do so that it's clear when somebody's scrolling your account? Yeah. So if it's going to be part of a series, you should definitely have a title for the series and then label them in parts and have that be the cover. You don't want to make things too hard for people to find. Otherwise, they won't look. Yep. 
always make things easy. Yeah, that's that's one thing I've learned about social media in general is you have to make things stupidly easy for people. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, they just won't and they'll just click off of your account. You have to remember people do not have very very long attention spans. Yeah, I wish I could remember the stat though. It's a crazy stat about how much time people actually spend on TikTok once they get in there and start scrolling. I'll have to look it up and put it in the show notes. It's a crazy number. But I know at least once a week, more than that, I'll see something of like, that person is really funny or that was really good content. And then I go to their account and I just start binging everything the whole way down the line. So that's another thing that when you go viral, all of your content gets a boost. Um, also, once you go viral, it might be a good opportunity or a good reason to start going live. Yeah, that's true. I mean, you do need a thousand followers on TikTok to go live, but on Instagram, you can go live. Anyone can go live, right? On Instagram. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So on TikTok, you do need 1000 followers, but if you have a thousand followers, you might as well go live. Well, yeah. And I think that people are more likely when they, because you show up, the, the people that you follow that are live show up at the top of your screen on the left-hand side, they have a special little, like the extra little circle around them or something. So you can tell that they're live. And if you know the name of the person that you just follow or that you just followed because they were so awesome, you're more likely to click on that and be like, oh yeah, they're live right now. I want to see what they're doing. So it's just another way to keep riding the train, keep going with what's going on. So I don't think we said this already, but before you go viral or even while you're going viral, um, you want on TikTok to pin videos to the top of your profile that you think people should watch next because you want to, like we said, you want to make it easy for them. So if there are videos you think that they should watch next that help them get to know you and what you are and help lead them on that journey, you should pin them to the top of your profile so that they're easy for them to find. Yep. That's good. That's super great advice too. What else do we need to remember? Any other things that we need to remember as we're just planning for TikTok? So I would say don't expect to go viral immediately. I think a lot of people know this, but maybe some people don't. You're not going to go viral immediately and you're not going to go viral every single time you post. And after you go viral the first time, don't be in a hurry to go viral again. And don't be disappointed if you if your next video afterward isn't viral also. That's just not how it works. Well, and I think that's when people start following trends that are off brand for them, or they try to get gimmicky and they want to have it happen immediately again. And so then they start trying all these quirky gimmicky things that really aren't authentic to them. They aren't related to their brand. And as we talked about in the last episode, you don't want to go viral for something that is nothing to do with what your business is all. I mean, you can, For most of us, we don't have a lot of extra time to be playing around on social media and playing around on TikTok. So hopefully you're trying to make the time you spend efficient and have it help drive your business goals. So tying back to whatever it is you're trying to achieve with your business. Yeah, you don't want to go viral for something random that does not have anything to do with your brand. And let's just remember, the goal when you are creating your content should never be to go viral. The goal when you are creating your content should be to lead 
your potential followers and your current followers on the journey that you want to lead them on. You should not make a piece of content because you're like, oh, this is going to go viral. No, you should make, I mean, that's, I mean, it's okay to maybe think, you know, this is a great piece of content. I hope it goes viral, but you should not make a piece of content simply because you say, this will go viral. Because most of the time when you're creating a piece of content and in your brain, you're like, this is going to go viral. It is probably something gimmicky or a, <laughs> or a weird trend that you are following that has nothing to do with your brand. Well, and it's always so true that things you put all the effort into sometimes can flop and it can be the stupidest thing where you're like, I just threw that together and tossed it on Instagram or tossed it on TikTok. Oh, Those know. are the things that take off. I know the amount of times I've had something go viral on TikTok that like I spent three seconds on, but a video that I, that I worked on for like an hour and a half gets like 50 likes. I'm like, awesome. Awesome. And I'm not saying don't plan. I'm just saying you just never know what's going to happen. So don't count on anything. And it's obviously it's, it's easy to be disappointed when you make a really good piece of content and then it doesn't go viral and you really in your head were like, oh, I thought this was it's because it's different to be like, I thought this was so good that it had the potential to go viral. It's did that is different than I made this because it would go viral. Right. You know? Yeah. So so it's okay to be disappointed because something doesn't go viral, but like your whole point of your existence should not be to go viral. And I think that this is a good point to insert our standard warning that No matter how many followers you have or whether or not your content goes viral with you have one follower or 100,000 followers, it has nothing to do with your worth as a person. Oh, yeah. So true. Should we move on to our tip of the week, which is all about just quick ways to get started making some high quality videos? Yeah. So first things first, you want to make a list of videos you want to create. So I like to have, for me, a running list on my notes app on my phone that I just constantly add to when I think of new things. So I will never run out of ideas because I just have a, at this point, it is a ridiculously long list because I just keep adding to it. And, and, you know, as you grow and evolve over time, you might decide, oh, I don't ever want to make that video ever, but it's on the list and I don't get rid of it because who knows, maybe someday I'll change my mind again and I'll want to make it. But Mm -hmm. at this point I have like such a long list. So you want to make a list of videos you want to create so that you have a whole, a whole bunch of choices, like options to choose from. And then I think you want to pick out, let's say you're going to film a bunch of videos in one day. You want to pick out two to five that you're going to film that day. And then as you're thinking about that, you want to think about what are you going to wear? Changing up your outfits and your locations. So it doesn't look like you just sat down and recorded five in a day. So plan out, plan out. I don't know, like maybe kind of like when girls do senior pictures, you, you take a couple of changes of outfits, you plan different ways you can wear your hair, do some with your hair down, put your hair up, wear a hat, put some sunglasses on, whatever, just switch things up. So it doesn't look like you sat down and recorded five in a row. Yes, even though you are recording these all on the same day, because this is this is kind of this is what we call batching content. This is a great way to get a bunch of content ready to go all on the same day. 
And usually actually it ends up being faster when you are so prepared with, you know, you've made the list, you've picked out the five you want to make, you picked out the outfits, you're ready to go. It ends up going much faster than doing, if you were to do one per day, you sit down and record five all at the same time. Well, I think that goes the same for anything that you're doing. You know, think back to when you're in college and you're studying, it's, you, you like to do similar activities altogether. It's hard to jump from, let's go to cheer practice to, okay, sit down and quietly study. Okay, now let's write an essay. I mean, it's, for me, at least easier if I'm going to sit down, I'm going to do all of my writing tasks because it's a certain kind of a thought process. So it's the same with video. You're going to sit down and you're going to do all your brainstorming at one time do all your planning at one time, do all your shooting a video at one time, do all of your editing a video at one time because there's similar thought processes and you're not having to constantly switch gears. And I know this idea of recording all of these videos at the same on the same day can be kind of intim- intimidating because you might be thinking, I don't have a good memory. Like I can't, I can't memorize all this. You don't need to memorize. You can break it into different shots and different clips different locations, camera angles. This helps anyway to keep the visuals interesting, but it also helps you so that you don't have to memorize the whole thing. You can just do one thought and then change the angle or location and do another thought or whatever it is. And then for people who don't like their face on camera, you could start out talking to the camera for two or three seconds. Show your face so your audience knows who you are. And then the rest of it could be a voiceover while you use shots of other things in your environment or some sort of a green screen effect or just something else that's not your face. And you want to make sure when you're recording these that you have a strong hook in the beginning. You need to let people know within the first two to three seconds that this is a video for them and they need to stick around to watch it. This can be done with audio or with text But I'm serious, guys, you have like two to three seconds. Think about how many videos you have probably scrolled past because they don't immediately get to the point. Or even I've scrolled past videos. This is so, I feel like this is so mean of me, but I've scrolled past videos before because they take too long of a breath at the beginning. They're like, and I'm like, oh God, you seriously have to get to the point. Like edit that breath out. But think about the psychology. And again, I'm going to get this all messed up because I'm not a psychologist, but think about the psychology behind we're sitting there on social media and we're scrolling and scrolling and we are looking for that dopamine rush. And so those pauses, those things, they interrupt your dopamine high that you're getting from this. It's ruining that fix that you're getting off social media. If you're not, I mean, we're there, we're looking for stimulation. We're looking for something that's going to make us feel good. And so those things that don't immediately jump out to us, they take us out of the moment. Oh, definitely. So those are our tips for getting started with making videos and batching some content so that when you go viral, you have some other videos to post and that you're used to creating a good amount of content. Yeah, I think those are great tips. And I would love to hear what other questions people have. Send them to us. Go to our Instagram and follow. and, And send us a DM on Instagram. Yep. Anyway, communicate however you want to, but please go follow the Instagram account and comment. Can you tell we're just can you tell we're just really excited about our new Instagram account? I know. It's like as if we don't have enough Instagrams to manage. We're gonna add just one more of our own. I was looking the other day at my all of my Instagrams on my phone and I was like, man, 
this is a problem. <laughs> like there, there are okay, so it's... many. But Instagram needs to actually fix this problem for people like us and for social media managers too, because you can only have so many accounts on your phone and it makes it really hard. It makes my life suck. It does because I already have a lot of accounts for myself. And yeah, there are a lot of things I can do for my clients on, you know, third-party apps and whatever. But there are times when I seriously just need to log into their account and do something and if I have too many accounts, Instagram won't let me do that. I know. So Instagram, if you're listening, fix that for us, please. But moving on to our dream life segment, I want you to talk about something cool that just happened to you. You have an opportunity to do a brand partnership. Do you want to tell yeah. everybody? Yeah. So I'm not going to like talk about the specifics yet, but I did just yesterday sign a contract for a brand partnership here in New York City with a local museum. So that's very exciting. I'm very excited for that. Yeah, it's I'm it's gonna be a it's a TikTok partnership with them. So check out my TikTok at Abby Peak and you can see it when it goes live. Very cool. And so I think that that's fun because this potential, this opportunity will give you lots of things to look forward to. And I think that is an important part of building your dream life is to have something every day or every week or every month that you can look forward to, to always be planning things that seem exciting to you. So you wake up in the morning or even on a day when you feel down and you're like, oh, but at the weekend, I I have this thing. I love having things to look forward to, even if it's something simple, like I look forward to when new episodes of only in the only murders in the building come out, you know, every week there's a new episode. Like, I think that's why sometimes I love finding a new show that I watch live every week. For example, like when this is us was on, I watched this is us live every single week because that was something I looked forward to. And so for you, you also do a lot of pairing those things with either virtual viewing events with your friends where everybody will watch them at the same time, or you have people come over so that you're watching it together. You kind of, in in a lot of cases, you make those also into a social activity. Yes, because I love hosting. So I love having people over. Like I've started doing, now that The Bachelorette's back on, I've started doing Bachelorette Mondays where people are coming over. You know, I love to make a good spinach artichoke dip. So for things like this. So, and I also love, um, even when I don't have people over for events, I love live tweeting things. Oh, yeah. You know, you got your start on Twitter, live tweeting an event that I created at one of my old jobs when you were in sixth or seventh grade, right? How old were you around that? I was was in seventh grade. Yeah. Yeah. And I needed more people to help create some momentum. And that's when you got your Twitter account, which was kind of a fun thing. I remember originally you had told me that my Twitter account was only to be used for that event. And then I wasn't allowed to use it again (laughs) until I was older. And I just didn't listen. I like still had it logged in on my phone or whatever. And eventually I made my actor problems Twitter account that ended up having at some point like 35,000 followers. And I don't even think you knew about that for a long time until I told you, because I think I was afraid because I wasn't technically supposed to have the one Twitter account in the first place. And now I had a viral Twitter account. (laughs) Okay. We're going to cut that story off there because this is a topic for another episode, because the stories about that Twitter account 
are so awesome. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of our podcast. If you liked it, please subscribe and leave a five-star review. Next week, we will be talking about mindset shifts to begin living your dream life. I love this topic. I'm really excited to talk about this. All right. Well, thank you everybody for listening. Thank you guys. Bye.